and the most important thing for me before I start a new software development project is not even planning, is not talking to the client really. I am a, uh, I am a single person trying to create, well, actually creating software pro uh, projects. So the first thing that I do is gather information. Uh, you may know this as gathering requirements. Uh, thankfully for myself, uh, I do have the, most of the time, I do have the option or the choice, may I say, of choosing um, willingly what projects should I engage uh, and what to ignore. I guess that's uh, a, a liberty that I take every single time, especially with new projects where I actually build something that doesn't exist yet. In this case, uh, right, uh, right now, well, today, I began reading uh, a document. Uh, it's pretty much an official document from the, from the federal government. We do have an institution dedicated to uh, gather taxes and record everything, you know, tax-related. So, one of their, one of the new rules, the new laws, includes gathering information about uh, your contability, you know, invoices, information about that. Uh, so the government saw um, the utility of having all that information stored. So I don't know why, but uh, basically every single business um, is required to have its information on this um, XML files, so to speak. So uh, it got me really interested on the sense of, well, it seems like a great opportunity to focus my efforts on a project that I can actually use to learn. Uh, well, that's one thing. And the second thing is that even though if I don't really finish this project, it's not going to hurt anyone. So I'm not doing this to, to sell it to, to anyone in a specific. Uh, besides that, maybe if I actually made this uh, an actual product that I can actually sell, maybe I could get some money from it. Who knows? And even if I'm not able to do that, I guess the learning experience is valuable enough for me. Okay. Well, the thing is that uh, re gathering requirements uh, is, is not really that difficult for me at this point for that specific, um, for this specific project. So most of the time, if I'm gathering information, uh, like in this case, to build a software that will manage invoices, um, and basically I'm going to be recording the contability history of, uh, of a business. Well, uh, most of the time when I choose a project, uh, there is already a lot of information about the, the, the subject. There is a lot of documentation left behind, either by, in, this, in, in my particular case, 
by the federal by the federal government, and most of the time I don't require to talk to anybody, in the sense that well, uh, why do I need to know first contability, you know, uh, the basic rules, and thankfully on the past ten years it takes long enough to. And reading official documentation is more than recommended in this case. So the software requirements are there. Uh, what, what the government wants is there. How to get the job done is there. So everything I actually need is right there. Um, it also includes uh, an, an entire catalog of account so i don't even need to create my own accounting catalog the the accounts uh, catalog may i say which is basically a list of uh, accounts um, that you can use to identify um, the accounts where you are spending or inserting money uh, so uh, accounting things, I guess. Well, I am still reading the document. I am um, basically on page 44 of more than a hundred. So I can, I am almost on the half of it. So there is a lot of ground to cover, I guess. Uh, nothing too complex. Most of the documentation includes how to um, how to create uh, the XML file in the sense that which tags are required to be included, um, how, to defend, how to define the data, uh, how to include the data, uh, the limitations of the data itself. For example, we do use um, a, a character string to define, uh, it's pretty much like a uh, like an identification string for a business. So, for example, is we call it RFC here in Mexico. So it's basically your identification number. It's, it's similar to a social security number with the difference that we can actually use uh, alphanumeric characters in there. So...
there are some rules that need to apply to, to be able to validate the string. And uh, I'm going to be including that on the software, obviously. Uh, and uh, that data is detailed to the point of uh, that the documentation also includes, um, how do you call it? Uh, a, regular, a regular expression to actually validate the string. So it's very deep, it's very detailed, and I rarely see um, regular expressions on, on uh, such documents. So I'm gladly surprised. Uh, the documentation also includes a lot of examples of how to present the data on the XML file, which I also appreciate. Most of the time, uh, official documentation or information gathering documents only include what the client actually wants without any examples at all. So at the time of delivering a result, most of the time the, the client uh, will point out uh, certain things that were not defined on the initial documentation. Um, for example, uh, most of the time uh, they ask me for certain information and I basically just present, let's say, a string with a number on it, um, maybe uh, a total for the invoice, and then the client will say, well, uh, how do you get this number? Well, it's very detailed on the invoice. Okay, yes, I know that. Uh, but I may like also to be able to, to see which accounts are affected by this movement. Well, uh, the amount of detail is really important. In my case, uh, the end goal of my software is going to be to create text files uh, using the XML format. So, nothing too fancy. I guess that I'm going to be making a command line application at the moment using Java, mostly because it's the only thing I can actually do here at the moment. I have no uh, experience making graphical user interface on Java, at least not for desktop computers. So I'm going to be creating a command line application. I'm going to be working with that. and. Uh, using my experience with databases, I'm going to be building a database to store all the information, obviously. So, the information is going to be stored on a database. The Java application is going to generate the XML files required and probably even create the set file. So, it's going to be a pretty straightforward application that may not require the, uh, the operation from a human. Uh, it is my intention to automate the entire process um, up to the point of even inserting the data on the database. So that's basically the plan. Remove all human interaction with the system and basically just deliver the result. So you may ask, well, at some point, a human 
is going to be needed to introduce the data. Somebody has to make a cell, so that person is going to be inserting the data, and that's true. Yet, I'm not going to be going that far. What I'm going to build is a database, and how the data is actually inserted beyond the accounting uh, catalogs, well, that's not really my my problem at, the to at, at this time. Perhaps later, I'm going to be building this graphical user interface or a front-end website, something like that maybe. At this point, since I am only reading requirements, I don't see the point of including that in the near future. What I'm going to be developing on the near future is one, um, uh, entity relationship design, which I'm going to be using to create the, the, the database. I'm going to be using MariaDB, yet I'm not going to be doing uh, anything beyond standard SQL, uh, mostly because I may like to allow my database to be exported to any, to the most, at least the most common database engines out there. So, I guess I'm not going to be using proprietary um, script languages out there like PLSQL. So, I'm going to be using stored procedures for validations, and nothing too fancy. And maybe, if, if I feel like it, I may like to create a version for at least um, MySQL. My, uh, SQL Server from Microsoft and Oracle. So uh, beyond that, I, I don't think so. It may not be uh, in the scope of what I trying to achieve. So the plan is basically create a database to store the data and create a Java command line application to generate not only the XML files but the, the compressed set file, which is actually required by the, by the government with all the, with all the data. So uh, that's the scope of my project, and that's what I'm going to be doing. So where do I start? That's the question. And obviously, I'm going to be. Um, I'm going to start at the beginning. I'm going to be reading the document. Uh, there is a still um, a lot of documentation I may need to read besides this initial document. I'm going to be working on doing some research on basic ac accounting. So, and I already have an accounting software for my. For my phone, which I use daily to to record my expenses and my income. So, yes, I do keep a close. Uh, I'm not required by anyone to do that. I basically do it because I want to. I want to keep a close eye on on where does all the money go. I am very responsible with my expenses because I live alone and I don't use credit cards or loans. So the second I, I am without money, there is 
um, I don't have a credit card to just uh, magically have money on my hand. So. Well, never mind that. Uh, the, that's the plan. Uh, that's the scope of the project. Basically, an SQL database to store the data and the command line application for uh, in Java, obviously, uh, to create the final result. And I'm going to be getting data from the database to do that. Uh, I need to collect data about the accounts to be created on the catalog. The government already gave me that on the document. And uh, well, that's basically it. Uh, you may guess that I am I'm going to be working on the back end of the software only. Uh, you are right, actually. So the real question would be, once that tool, that very specific tool is created, what next? Well, once I do, uh, once I develop that tool, I'm going to be in a position to be able to create the front end of what I really want to build on the long term. I'm talking about a desktop application, a network desktop application, where we may have an entire office filled with accountants uh, delivering information to the system. And the server actually uh, connecting to the government servers and sending the information uh, when it is required, of course. And once that information has arrived, well, uh, the accountants can basically be free to do something else, to do actual jobs, actual work, I guess. Um, so it's my intention to automate the entire process in the end. Uh, but the truth is that um, my vision will cover only the simple, a simple store, for example, where uh, you may have a cashier selling, uh, attending uh, a cash register, uh, selling stuff on a store, maybe clothes, uh, maybe food, something like that, maybe tools. And every single time you sell something, the the, the the cash register is inserting data into the database and perhaps at the end of the day my um, my custom software my custom database will read that other database because i'm pretty much sure that the selling of stuff managing inventory uh, most probably those software already exist, and the organizations will already have databases for that. So I guess I could uh, read data from that, and basically use the data on, use data mining to get the data and insert it inside my database. Uh, or I may be even more, I may be, uh, considering creating the entire suite myself, which is going to be a gargantuan task because it, that will include, uh, let me see, that will include basically, yes, that will include um, creating inventory systems, creating the cashier 
software, you know, uh, regist register all the cells, and those projects may become even uh, more involved from my part than the original invoice system that I wish to create, but never mind that. Uh, another, uh, let me see, another option may be to avoid the database entirely and just focus on the Java command line application. Uh, the, the question will be where I'm going to be getting all the data to generate the invoices. Well, if I assume that I'm going to be connected, I'm going to connect to an existing database, I guess I may uh, do some sort of data mining there or just connect to the database directly, study the database, and uh, basically create the, the files from an existing system. So, who knows? Uh, my, my original plan requires that there is a database, an already existing database, and since the government uh, does already have their own accounting catalog, so I guess it makes sense that I basically create an accounting software, a custom accounting software that only covers what the government is requiring. So I'm going to be limited by what the government is actually asking for me, from me. So uh, right after that, I'm not going to be creating an accounting software that is going to compete with uh, uh, QuickBooks or something like that. No, I'm not, go I'm not going to be competing with them. I wish to create a really simple app that basically works by itself, that doesn't require an operator to function, and that uh, I, I'm looking for a tool that delivers what the, what the law requires. And when the law has been fulfilled, well, the government is going to be happy, I guess, and the organization is going to be happy because they are going to be basically um, fulfilling the law and uh, keeping the government happy with their accounting software. So they don't, I guess they won't really care as long as the government stays away from them, so I guess. No interruptions, everything will be automatic, and that's pretty much that's pretty much the the plan. So yeah. So one of the main one of the main subjects that I may like to talk on this podcast is uh, it gets to the point when I'm developing software that automation comes into the mind of the owner of the software. And the owner basically says, well, this program can basically do the job of one or several people on the organization in a matter of milliseconds. So uh, the tool becomes an automated being in the sense that, well, 
the tool is so great doing the job that you don't really need something uh, uh, you don't really need a person doing it so the rest of automation is real in the sense that the software will will eventually do such a great job that well it doesn't really make any sense to put somebody to fill a spreadsheet with information when a database system can basically just gather the information directly from the database anyway, uh, process the information, and present it um, even with complex rules. Because sometimes uh, not all the information is required by the government. So. Never mind that, I'm digressing. What I'm trying to say that is that uh, more than once I've been in a position where I ended up, uh, let's say, I ended up deleting a job in the sense that the software can actually do the job that a single person is actually uh, performing inside the organization. For example, a long time ago, one of my, on my first accounting software, by the way, I did create a program that allows the organization to create a budget for the entire year. And not only that, because you can create a budget using Microsoft itself. It's, it's not a, uh, that's, that's not the advantage. You can actually do that on, on Word if you want, on Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, whatever you want. Uh, the advantage of the custom software is what comes next from creating the budget. My software was uh, basically keeping track of every single expense and, and income, so the budget was dynamic. So if you created a budget for the uh, on January and you need to adjust it in on the middle of the year um, you can actually keep track of every single cent that was suspended in what and there was nothing like that before uh, I did have a a colleague that was basically an accounting an accounting person and she was taking care of all of that I basically removed the need of having an accounting agent just to do that by creating, by basically creating a bot that does her job. So when the owner came, uh, he came here to, to show his appreciation to this person and uh, well, the thing is that uh, the, the, the owner of the company believed that this person were, was doing everything by herself. And when he found out that at, it was actually a program, uh, well, he decided, uh, well, uh, the, the, uh, nothing really changed in the sense of, of what he was, of what he was actually doing that day, uh, but the truth is that a week later, uh, my my direct boss 
was asking me to implement my software on every single office, on every single branch. So I basically just copy pasted the executable on a USB and gave it to my boss. And he basically just pasted it. Uh, I was basically just teaching him how to use the software. So you can basically just copy the executable file uh, on, your on your desktop computer and basically execute it, uh, follow the instructions, and everything was really easy. So uh, after I needed to deploy to more than one office, it came to me that, well, what is, this, what is the operator of the software really doing? And the answer was nothing really. Uh, the, the, the end user was basically just choosing when to execute the software by the press of, by the press of a button. So the software uh, was operated automatically anyway. So instead of creating a desktop application, I ended up creating a programmed task on Windows and run the software using parameters. And, and that was the beginning of the end of that job. Right after that, every single person that was dedicated to the budget was basically uh, reassigned a new function. Uh, and that was my first exposure to the realities of automation. It's actually real. Uh, a lot of people have lost jobs thanks to automation. Uh, yet, I don't feel bad about it because a job that a human doesn't need to do, that's actually a victory for me. Why? Uh, because, well, you may have that human do something fulfilling, something that actually requires thinking from a human being. If a machine can do your job, then probably you need to do something else. And I guess that we are going to be watching a lot of automation in the, in the next five years. Probably I'm going to be seeing on my own city Uber, Uber cars driving drive by nothing else than an AI. Who knows? Um, uh, or maybe delivery services for delivering food and, and groceries. Well, they may be fulfilled using drones. Who knows? Uh, we can see companies like Amazon implementing something like delivering uh, packages by drones on several cities and other companies that actually use truckers uh, controlled by AI. So an entire shipment can be delivered. And the truth is that a machine doesn't need to rest, doesn't need to eat, doesn't stop. You may even think about having the, the truck working 24 hours, seven days a week without resting, unless you need fuel, obviously. Uh, but the, thing, the truth is that removing the, the human from the job, you may actually 
you may actually improve your output for the company by a lot so yeah so it may sound really bad for people because uh, especially on the political spectrum a lot of people think that well if a job is going to get my job uh, I mean if a robot is going to get my job what I'm going to do and and here is where people can be very nasty indeed well automation is coming and I do believe that the people that don't depend on the job that is going to be uh, performed by these machines well those people may like to receive their their orders early and faster you know maybe you want your food or your groceries faster by a flying drone rather than by going yourself or depending on somebody else on a bike you know uh, what society actually wants is going to come up and that's the truth we don't really have um, we do have on this on our city semaphores uh, so you see the red light you you stop you see the green light you go and they are here to to stay i don't see people trying to get a job uh, as a as a human semaphore stopping stopping the the circulation of cars you know i don't think that somebody is actually mad about that job going off going away from the human hands so who knows maybe it's the only thing that you know how to do well is driving a truck maybe you need to learn something else and really quickly because driving a car is going to be automated we already seen tesla and amazon and even google investing a lot of money just to do that just to allow the machine to drive a car and that's that's the reality i guess learning how to drive will no longer be a, a human skill only so i guess that's my take on automation uh, i may be biased because i am a developer a software developer i do understand why a trucker may think that an ai robot driving a driving a truck instead of him is going to be bad but i guess that's going to be only on the short term so reducing the cost of traveling groceries between cities is going to be way more attractive than to keep a job for a trucker i guess but never mind okay looks like i am already on walmart so i'm going to be shutting down the the podcast recording thank you for coming and see you later